Good morning. Before we get started, uh, I wanted to say just a couple of words about masks and COVID. Um, we all know what's going on in the world. Um, we know that this Omicron uh, variant is spreading and um, I want you to know that uh, your session had a really long discussion about this at our meeting a couple of weeks ago. And we are trying really hard to stay open for in-person, but as well as uh, continue to have a Zoom option uh, available. So a couple of things. First of all, if you are with us in person and it all it looks like you all are staying distanced appropriately, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, please keep your masks on uh, even when we're singing. And as we're singing, even though the Bible tells us to sing with gusto and to sing with joy, maybe pull it back a little bit. Don't sing too loudly. Um, we don't want... There's still a lot of uncertainty about cloth masks versus surgical masks and such. And most of us, because a big industry popped up during the pandemic, have these nice cloth masks. And even though they look really nice, they might not be as effective as we hoped. Um, so let's sing a little quieter. Still sing with gusto in your soul and your heart. Um, but also, um, do please stay in pews where there are hymnals. We've removed hymnals from pews, um, from certain pews to assist in maintaining physical distancing. Um, so continue to do that. And as always, if you don't feel safe coming to be in person, join us on Zoom. We are so fortunate to have this technology. If this pandemic had happened 20 or 30 years ago, I don't know what our church would look like today. Um, but this technology allows us to keep in touch, to keep in contact um, when we can't be together in person. So if you don't feel safe being in person, we completely understand. Join us on Zoom. Uh, and for those of you who are on Zoom, we are so glad to see you. We're really glad to see your whole faces um, and not just the top half. Um, with all of that said, I'll turn it over to George. Grace to you and peace from God, the Creator, and from Jesus Christ, our Teacher and Redeemer, and from the Holy Spirit, who binds us together in Christian worship. I want to welcome everyone to worship this morning, whether you are here in person or joining us via Zoom. We are so glad you have chosen to worship with us today. We begin our worship by lighting the Christ candle.
Whenever we do this, we remember Jesus' promise in the Gospel of Matthew that wherever two or more are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Now, as we prepare our hearts and minds for worship, I would invite you to meditate on the image on the cover of the bulletin, as well as on the accompanying statement by the artist, offering this time to God as a prayer to help guide you in this time and space as we listen to the prelude. Let us. Okay. Our gathering song is hymn number 388. And Carol is going to accompany me. Come now 
and worship the Lord. Join me if you can. Come all you people, come and praise your maker. Come all you people, come and praise your maker. Come all you people, come and praise your maker. Come now and worship the Lord. One more time. Come all you people, come and praise your maker. Come all you people, come and praise your maker. Come all you people, come and praise your maker. Come now and worship the Lord. Amen. Let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we join together in the call to worship. We call to the Lord. And God hears our prayers. We lift up our praise. And God hears our songs. We wait for the Lord. And God answers our hope. Let us continue rising in body or upright in spirit as we join our voices in singing hymn number one, verses one, two, and four.
Please be seated. Let us pray. Mir- miraculous, wonderful one, come to us now. Pour out your grace and your love. Shower us with the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may become people of miracles, people filled with the laughter of hope. Amen. 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 Let us continue our worship and sing verses 1 and 4 of hymn number 401. Sarah heard God's messengers telling her husband that she, in her advanced age, would become pregnant and give birth, she laughed. Too often we, like Sarah, trust only our own perceptions rather than believing that God can do seemingly impossible things. Let us humble our hearts and confess before God where we have failed to trust in the Spirit's working. Let us pray. Holy One, be with us in our weakness. When we laugh out of fear, calm us with your courage. When we laugh out of doubt, empower us with your faith. When we laugh out of confusion, guide us with your wisdom. Transform our nervous laughter into songs of praise and shouts of joy and trust. In your blessed name, we we praise. Amen. 
Let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we sing the assurance we have in God's love with verses 1 and 3 of hymn number 475. With Christ's peace in our heart and God's hope in our lives, let us share signs of joy and love this day. The light of Christ be with you. And also with you. Peace be with all of you this day. Please be seated. Friends, as we turn our hearts and our minds toward God and God's Word, let us offer up as our prayer for illumination verse 1 of 450, Be Thou My Vision. Save the 
A lesson from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Listen for the word of God. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The pivots on the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me, I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed, and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. A word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Friends, let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we sing, He Leadeth Me, which is an insert on the back of the bulletin, and we will sing verses 1, 3, and 4.
Please be seated. Over the past 22 months, give or take, one of the hardest things that I have experienced, both as a worship leader and as a worshiper, has been the lack of or the significant diminishment of our singing. Now, while we have been blessed in our congregation to have had a continuation of some kind of music, whether it has been pre-recorded pieces by soloists and organists, a shout out here to Liz O'Neill, who recorded so many hymns for us, to having the choir and the bell choirs back in time for Christmas Eve, there is still a significant hole in our worship. No full-throated hallelujahs, no swell of congregational singing. It has been, in a word, really hard. And while it is likely still going to be a while until we're able to go back to singing the way we would all really like, kind of the way my five-year-old son does at the top of his lungs so that it fills the whole house, we've been able to manage somewhat. Singing while wearing a mask is still singing, even if it does sound a bit muffled. As a pastor, it can be hard for a Sunday morning to feel worshipful each week, even in the before times. It's a bit like a master chef having difficulty enjoying a gourmet meal they have prepared. More often than not, it can come to feel like work. Trying to make sure every piece falls where it ought, that everyone is where they are supposed to be. And while I have learned to trust that the Spirit will move where the Spirit will, it is sometimes really hard for me to feel at worship during worship. Which is why I try to make my Sabbath day on Fridays be intentionally God-centered. One thing that I have found, though, that when the choir sings or the bell choir plays, or a guest musician is with us, or during the prelude and the postlude. And yes, when the congregation sings, muffled or not, those are the moments when I am able to worship. And for that, I am incredibly grateful. And I felt it this morning when we sang, Holy, Holy, Holy. I was transported back to the church I grew up in. I could hear Mrs. Curtis singing the descant on that last verse. I could feel the swell of that refrain lift me up. Our music 
has a powerful place in our lives. This morning, we have one ending and two new beginnings in our worship. Quite obviously, this is our first official Sunday with our new organist and choir director, Carol Scott. I don't think she knew what she was signing up for when I sent her the liturgy for this week. With all of the music that is in it, we are overjoyed to have you. And we look forward to the ways that you will lead us in our musical worshiping of God. A little later in our service this morning, we will be commissioning Carol to her position, recognizing that church musicians are called to their vocation just as any pastor, as any Christian educator, as any ruling elder or deacon are. The second new beginning is the dedication of our new hymnals. Now, I put new in quotation marks since we have been using them for the better part of a year now, but this morning we make it official. The Glory to God hymnal, which was first published in 2013, was the near four-year product of a committee, because we Presbyterians love our committees, that considered thousands of hymns and songs. It is a resource that is more diverse and more expansive than any hymn books I have seen. And trust me, I have a whole shelf of hymn books in my study if you want to come see them later. Our ability to purchase this new hymnal is due to the very generous gift of the Hallenbeck family. In memory of Randall and Mary Hallenbeck, who were members of this congregation many years ago. We are privileged and overjoyed to have members of their family with us this morning, even if traveling up here from Atlanta did offer quite a culture shock and weather shock to you. <laughs> and on behalf of our congregation, I want to say a deep and sincere thank you for your gift. It has allowed us to expand the scope not just of our worship, but of our presence for the kingdom of God in the town of Gilderland and the world beyond. At the same time, this marks a significant end for us. This morning, we officially retire our Old Blue Presbyterian hymnal. While many of the hymns from Old Blue, as I like to call her, can be found in Glory to God, some do not, which is why we will, of course, keep a few copies lying around just in case. Congregational songbooks are friends and companions on the Christian journey. Think about the hymn book that you grew up with in the church you grew up with. Maybe it was Old Blue. Maybe it was Old Green, if you remember Old Green. Maybe it was Rejoice in the Lord, like I grew up in, in the Reformed Church. They accompany believers through the church year amidst significant events like baptisms and funerals and in times of great faith and doubt. Hymnals worn covers are familiar and welcome sights in the pews. 
Now, all of this has led me to think about what our worship is and why we worship the way we do. Reformed worship follows a threefold Trinitarian structure. We approach, we hear the word, and we respond. The pattern for this is found right in the vision of Isaiah we read just a few moments ago. Isaiah, while he's in the temple, has a vision of God. He begins with praise and adoration, joining with the heavenly beings, the seraphs, who fly about in praise. Praise and adoration is our main motivation for worship. Our God is worthy to be praised. Throughout scripture, we find commandments, directions, and urgings to worship and praise God. But once Isaiah realizes where he is in the holy presence, his heart breaks and he becomes distressed. For he knows he is far from being worthy enough to be in God's presence. So he confesses. And so do we, acknowledging that because we are human, because we are by nature sinful, we have no right to be in God's presence. And yet, an amazing thing happens to Isaiah and to us each and every week. While Isaiah expects to be judged and wiped away for his sinful nature, he is instead purified and made clean by God. And so are we. This grace, this forgiveness is so overwhelmingly powerful and it sets the stage for what comes next. In a certain sense, all of these steps are a necessary precursor for the central part of our worship. As Presbyterians, our worship is word-centered with the reading of scripture and a sermon. Everything else rotates around it. In a way, all of what lies in the approach to God portion of your bulletin is a stripping away of all outside distractions, a centering for our minds and our spirits that help us to focus on God and what it means to be a Christ follower. Because it is in the word that we find direction and guidance for our lives and our hearts. And then, as much as Isaiah would love to, and as much as we would love to, stay where we are, in God's presence forever, we cannot. One of my mantras, which you may have heard me say before, is that worship is not a spectator sport. It's not like football. It requires participation in all of its movements, although I guess football does require some movement and participation. I'm sure quite a few of you were jumping up and down last night. But worship demands our honest selves and our most genuine spirits. But it also demands that we change. If we walk out those doors on a Sunday morning and are not changed, then something didn't go right. Something's wrong. If we walk out those doors at the end of an hour, an hour exactly because we are Presbyterians, 
And if we do not feel called and inspired to respond to what we have encountered, that is the very Spirit of God, then we need to change something. Because our response is what is required. Our response is to be people who live what we believe. To be people who affect change out there in the world. To be people who witness to the grace and the love of Jesus Christ to our neighbors. God clearly asks, whom shall I send and who will go for us? It's a question that is not rhetorical. It demands an answer. And at the heart of all of this is our singing. Through hymns of praise, psalms of confession, and spiritual songs of longing and justice, worship is, in fact, one long song in many movements. Worship is not something we do. It's a relationship. A relationship we engage in with God and with one another. It is not something that happens to us if we just sit in our pew passively. I don't do worship at you. It demands action. It demands response. It requires our movement. Don't get me wrong. God moves in worship too. God is always on the move. But God's spirit is moving both toward us and urging us out. Out of our comfort, out of our passivity, out of our stuckness. Let us sing a song of the story of God. A story that moves us, sometimes in spite of ourselves, towards God and towards the kingdom that is coming. Whom shall I send? Here I am. Send me. Amen. Friends, let us respond to that question by rising in body or remaining upright in spirit to sing verse 1 of hymn 69.
Please be seated. So as we have said, music is an integral part of the work of the people of God. God's people have always sung. When the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam sang. When Samuel was born, Hannah sang. When the exiles were in Babylon, they wondered if their song was lost. It wasn't. And they sang. When Gabriel brought good news of great joy to Mary, she sang. The early church sang hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs, and we have been singing ever since. God's gift of music is not just to those with melodious voices, but to those whose hearts are tuned to praise God. Our song requires all of our voices. Thus, as we dedicate this new hymnal, we also recommit ourselves to the singing work of the people of God. As we dedicate, I would ask that you would lift up your hymnal, hold it in your hands. If you're sharing, both of you put your hands on the hymnal, hold it together. Because we first acknowledge with grateful hearts the gift we are retiring in the form of the Blue Presbyterian Hymnal. This has been a well-loved and wonderful guide in our worship for many years. We thank you, God, for the people who wove it together, for the songs within it we have grown to love, and for the many memories that are kept within its familiar pages. We thank you, God, for this gift and lift it up to you in prayerful hope that it will be of use to other faithful communities. Now you, members of the choir, wherever you are out there, do you promise to use your gift of song, of harmony, of weaving together instruments and voices as an offering to God of praise and thanksgiving? We do, by the grace of God. And to you, who play musical instruments, from organs to guitars, dulcimers to bells, do you promise to use your musical gifts to share the message of the gospel, to combine voice, instruments, and much joy? We do, by the grace of God. Do you, congregation of God, do you promise to add your voice to the hymns we sing? Will you sing with honesty and humility, whether the song is old or new, comforting or challenging, triumphant or contemplative? We will, by the grace of God. Then let us praise God by singing hymn number 625, verses 1 and 3. And this is one we need to stand up for.
Please be seated. One of the wonderful things we do in response to the glory of God that we have heard and we have praised is to commission to ministry. Would you please join me in our sentences of scripture? As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as we were called to the one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. The Blessedness of Unity, a song of ascents. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. Amen. Carol, would you join me here in the front? We are called by God to be the church of Jesus Christ, a sign in the world today of what God intends for all humankind. The great ends of the church are the proclamation of the gospel for the salvation of humankind the shelter, nurture, and spiritual fellowship of the children of God, the maintenance of divine worship, the preservation of the truth, the promotion of social righteousness, and the exhibition of the kingdom of heaven to the world. The call of Christ is to willing, dedicated discipleship. Our discipleship is a manifestation of the new life we enter through baptism. Discipleship is both a gift and a commitment, an offering and a responsibility. Carol Scott has come to us to serve as our organist and choir director, bringing with her tremendous gifts and talents. Carol, the grace bestowed on you in baptism is sufficient for your calling, because it is God's grace. By God's grace, we are saved and enabled to grow in the faith and to commit our lives in ways that serve Christ. God has called you to particular service. Show your purpose by answering these questions. Who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? I will with God's help. Do you welcome the responsibility of this service because you are determined to follow the Lord Jesus, to love neighbors, and to work for the reconciling of the world? I do. 
Will you serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love, relying on God's mercy and rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit? I will with God's help. Do you, members of Hamilton Union Presbyterian Church, confirm the call of God to Carol as our organist and choir director in the service of Jesus Christ? If so, respond, we do. Let us pray. Faithful God, in baptism you claimed us, and by your Holy Spirit you are working in our lives, empowering us to live a life worthy of our calling. We thank you for leading Carol to this time and this place. Establish her in your truth and guide her by your Holy Spirit, that in your service she may grow in faith, hope, and love and to be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Carol, may the God of peace make you holy in every way and keep your whole being, spirit, soul, and body free from every fault at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Carol, you are commissioned to service as our organist and choir director. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through him. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now I'm going to vamp to give her a little bit of time to get back to the organ. Oh, we're going to the piano. I don't need to vamp as long. (laughs) Friends, let us sing a hymn of commitment. Hymn number 303, verses 1 and 4.
be seated. At this time, I would like to invite Bill Hasselbarth to come forward for a minute for stewardship. Thank you, Kyle. My name is Bill Hasselbarth, and I'm an elder here at Hamilton Union Presbyterian Church. Today is a very special day in the life of Hamilton Union Church as we welcome the family of Mary and Randall Hallenbeck, longtime and act, for, active former members of our church. We welcome the family today, uh, their daughter Sandy and her husband Peter, their daughter Erin, and Mary's sister Norma, and others of the family represented here today. We welcome them as we dedicate and we celebrate their generous gift from, from the estate of Mary and Randall for their church property and the music ministries here at the church. These ministries were especially important to both Mary and Randall. I was very moved and, and excited when I received a call uh, over a year ago now, just over a year ago, from Peter and Sandy Schuster uh, to tell me about this very generous gift. Having been members here ourselves for over 40 years, Charlotte and I remember the Hollenbecks well. Unfortunately, COVID came upon us shortly after their gift, which of necessity delayed this dedication and celebration. And even today, we've had to carefully manage the celebration to be compliant with the public health guidelines. But I'm sure Mary and Randall would understand. It is especially fitting today that this dedication coincides with the commissioning of our new organist and choir director, Carol Scott, and the dedication of our new hymnals, which we acquired and paid for thanks to the Hallenbeck gift. This is Carol's first day with us. The Hallenbeck gift has meant a lot to this church and so far has enabled a number of projects consistent with the request of the family. We were able to outfit our education building with new window shades throughout. And at this point in time, their weather, uh, you know, they protect, uh, you know, and, and are weather compliant. So we, we're, it, particularly this, this weekend where we're freezing, uh, it's, it's nice to have, to have that. Um, in addition, we've replaced the storm windows in this sanctuary, uh, allowing for better ventilation, uh, also protecting us from the elements, while at the same time preserving the beautiful stained glass windows. Uh, we were able to repair uh, the church bell tower as well as the roof uh, around that, that bell tower, uh, that very historic uh, part of this, of this building. We were able to complete the technology project in this sanctuary, allowing for the streaming of our worship service. And this was especially helpful during COVID, but also during these inclement weather conditions. Just last week, uh, we weren't able to worship here because of the ice, and we were able to stream and, and worship together uh, remotely. And so this has been uh, extremely uh, helpful uh, to our worship here at the, at the church. Um, we've been able to uh, purchase the new hymnals, which uh, we dedicate today. A uh, very important part of our worship experience here and also very important to the, uh, to the Hallenbecks. Uh, we were able to complete the furnishings 
in the pastor's uh, new new furnishings in the pastor's office uh, with bookcases on the wall in, in, in his study. And we were able to establish a, a music fund uh, to address future needs of our music ministry here. We have additional plans for their gift going forward, including the resurfacing of our parking lot, which is badly needed, the refurbishing of the sanctuary entrance and ramp coming into the, to the sanctuary, and the replacement of church signage, which has been something we've wanted to do now for some time, but frankly have not been able to uh, financially, and now we're able to do that. Uh, and that sign you know, will be facing Route 20, uh, the former Western Turnpike, a major thoroughfare through this town, um, and we hope to acquire a new digital electronic sign in good taste with the historic uh, building uh, which we have uh, here. Uh, we're just waiting town approval uh, to proceed on that project. And so we thank you and we honor the memory today of, of Mary and Randall. Peter and Sandy, we thank you as well and are honored that you were able to join us today for this important dedication and celebration. As we were praying earlier, uh, this really struck me because uh, we talked about the great ends of the church. And the great ends of the church has been a theme in our stewardship here for some time. And uh, we bring it up continually, particularly as we think in terms of stewardship. And I just wanted to say off uh, 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 the top of my my mind here, I hadn't prepared this thought, but it was struck me as we as we heard this prayer that this gift has been so meaningful in terms of furthering uh, the great ends of the church. And so I'll just call them out again because they're so important, and it's what we should be all about as disciples of Jesus. And <clears throat> I think it was particularly meaningful that the Hallenbecks uh, witnessed to this. And so let me read them once again. The great ends of the church are the proclamation of the gospel for the salvation of humankind, the shelter, nurture, and spiritual fellowship of the children of God, the maintenance of divine worship, the preservation of the truth, the promotion of social righteousness, and the exhibition of the kingdom of heaven to the world. And so it's because of this gift that we're able to further this purpose and, and great uh, and objective of the great ends of the church. So again, thank you. Amen. Friends, wise travelers brought their gifts to honor the promised child. Let us bring the gifts of our lives in gratitude for God's bright light of love.
Friends, let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit to sing our hymn of dedication, verses 1 and 2 of hymn number 371. be seated. <clears throat> I have a couple of uh, things to lift up this morning for prayers. Uh, first, a prayer of joy that Chandra shares. Megan has two joys. Her toe ordeal is over. Praise God. She is cleared to resume all activities. And now that she has returned to all activity, she has two new chickens. So we are very, very happy for you, Megan. That's wonderful. Um, another joy, Milo Davis was born on Tuesday or Wednesday? 
on Tuesday uh, to Katie and Rob. Uh, mom, baby, um, new family is doing well, and uh, thank you all for your prayers. If you haven't seen a picture yet, he's really cute. <laughs> Uh, see Karen and Bruce for that afterwards. I'm sure they've got plenty. Um, and uh, a joy to lift up, but also a continued uh, prayer uh, request for Reverend Sandy Damoff, who is the um, uh, chaplain at the University of Albany uh, campus ministry. Uh, if you hadn't heard, uh, on their work trip down in Louisiana, she was on some scaffolding that collapsed. Uh, she fell six feet and uh, shattered her tibia. Uh, it was reconstructed on Monday and she came home yesterday. Um, from Louisiana back to Albany, she's home, um, but uh, does have a recovery ahead of her. Please continue to keep her in prayer. Um, and I also have to say thank you for um, your understanding this past week as I was not feeling very well. Um, I'm feeling much better now. Uh, but uh, in our service last week, I promised I was going to be sending out star words for you all. They're on their way. Um, the mail in our neighborhood has been a little spotty. They're still sitting in our mailbox. Uh, they haven't been picked up yet. Um, so, but they will be to you soon, I promise. Um, also, and I, I just remembered, um, if you have tried to call me here in the church office in the past week, uh, I apologize that those messages didn't come through. Uh, I know that I had a couple of voicemails. One of them I, I was able to follow up with because this person emailed me. But the messages left on the voicemail were too staticky to understand what was being said and who it was. Um, we are in the process of looking for new phones. Kim is on it. Um, but I apologize if you tried to reach me this week and I didn't get that message. Um, you can always get me uh, through my cell phone or my email. Uh, my cell phone number, if it's not in the bulletin, I think that it is, but if it's not and you need it, call the church office, ask me, I'll get it to you. Are there any other prayer requests to lift up this morning? Marianne. So Marianne asks for uh, prayers for her brother Tim and his wife Lynn, who are both uh, sick right now um, and still looking for a nursing home for the, uh, Tim's in-laws, um, and it needs to happen this week. So prayers that those wheels would turn quickly, uh, but also a, a prayer of joy. Michael is in Canada for school and settling in, and we are uh, so very grateful uh, for that. Um, I'm seeing... On the chat, uh, Atticus offers up prayers for Pop-Up, for my dad, for Harold Delhagen. Um, thanks, buddy. Others, Trudy. Um, I have an announcement, and I have a prayer request. Um, 
If you're on the worship and congregational life team, uh, or would like to be, we will be having a uh, we will be having a brief meeting next week after worship. Um, but she also asks for prayers for her sister Betsy, uh, uh, who is uh, needing to have a malignant melanoma removed from her arm on February 9th. Uh, we hold her in prayer leading up to that. Cindy. I spoke to Fern on Friday. She had um, hurt her toe. She said, I think she said it was a broken toe, uh, but she fell yesterday uh, and uh, broke her wrist. Um, so we, we pray for Fern and, uh, and just pray for healing to surround her. Oh, there's Bill. This is not a prayer as much really an announcement, but I would invite you to partake of the cookie platters that the Congregational Life Committee has uh, provided. Uh, and uh, thanks to Hugh and, and Diane who uh, actually made it happen. Uh, and, and the purpose is, is to celebrate uh, with the, uh, the gifts from the Hellenbacks and to greet them. I would ask you to be mindful of, of COVID. Uh, requirements in terms of social distancing and so forth, and uh, please uh, partake and and keep it down. Oh, these are good cookies. (laughs) 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 Yes, uh, we do have uh, a COVID safe uh, reception in the back. Uh, That's a prayer of joy, absolutely. Um, are there any others to lift up this morning? Kyle. Yes. Uh, Betty Goodnow. I Betty. have a joy. Yes, I have a joy. We have a new baby in our family. Um, oh. Oh. I'm a great grandmother. <laughs> oh, congratulations, Betty. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, Jackson was born to my uh, grandson and his wife, uh, Taryn and Trevor Beebe. And um, everybody's doing well. Wonderful. Thank you, Betty, for sharing that. And congratulations. Thank I you. expect to see pictures really soon. What was <laughs> I like pictures of babies. They're really cute. <laughs> Friends, uh, during our prayer this morning, uh, there will be a uh, refrain, a sung refrain during it, and it is on page 471 of your hymn books. And if you are not familiar with this refrain, it's pretty easy to pick up. 
Let us pray. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. When I call, answer me. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Come and listen to me. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. When I call, answer me. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Come and listen to me. God, our refuge and strength, shelter us from life's storms, from pandemic pain, from heartache and loss. Strengthen us to withstand the worry, the exhausting but necessary work, the temptations to stray from you toward idols who only offer fleeting comfort. Hold us close, like a mother hen who covers her chicks with her wing, so we can know we are yours, that we can feel your steady presence, that we can know your peace. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. When I call, answer me. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. Come and listen to me. God, you are in the midst of the city. The nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms totter. Help us to know your presence among us. Oh God, comfort us with strength of your guidance in a world experiencing so much pain and upheaval. May our world's leaders walk humbly and practice faithful discernment, surrounding themselves with honest truth-tellers who will hold them to your ethic of love and justice. Come, let us behold the works of God. Let us be still and know our God. God, help us to be still. Lord, hear my prayer. Oh, Lord, hear my prayer. When I call, answer me. Oh, Lord, hear my prayer. Oh, Lord, hear my prayer. Come and listen to me. Help us forget about the work still left undone, 
the chores piling up, the deadlines approaching. Help us to rest here in your presence. Help us behold you and belong to you. We cannot continue without the rest you provide. Help us embrace this stillness as your great gift. United as the body of Christ, we lift these prayers to you, save your God. God, for all of those prayers that have gone unmentioned on our lips and remain in our hearts, we know that you hear them all. We know that you are a God that holds all things close to your heart. Lord, hear my prayer. Oh, Lord, hear my prayer. When I call, answer me. Oh, Lord, hear my prayer. Oh, Lord, hear my prayer. Come and listen to me. And hear us now as we pray the prayer Christ taught us by saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit to sing our final hymn, number 749. the joy and the love of the Lord we are called to be light for the kingdom to live in the freedom of the city of God we are called to act with justice we are called to love tenderly we are called to serve one another, to walk humbly with God. Come, open your heart, show your mercy to all those in fear. We are called. To be hope for the hopeless, so hatred and violence will be no more. We are called to act with justice. We are called to love tenderly. We are called to serve one another. 
to walk humbly with God. Sing, sing a new song. Sing of the great day when all will be one God will reign and will walk with each other as sisters and brothers united in love. We are called to act with justice. We are called to love tenderly. We are called to serve one another. To walk humbly with God. We are called to act with justice. We are called to love tenderly. We are called to serve one another. To walk humbly with God. Beloved, go now in peace. Go now in hope. Go now with the love of God. Proclaiming God's kingdom with joy and singing. Do it in your car on the way home, maskless and loud. And in everything you do, remember who you are and whose you are. Amen.